Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Dwell Differently. For a fun and unique way to memorize God's Word, visit dwelldifferently.com. Now, on to today's show. You're listening to the Head in the Clouds podcast, a proud member of the Converge Podcast Network. Now to the man with his head constantly in the clouds, your host, Ryan Romeo. That's right, English announcer lady. This is the Head in the Clouds podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you get your God-given dreams off the ground. My name is Ryan Romeo. And today I want to talk about something that it's um it's a bit ironic because I'm I'm sitting here in my office in Phoenix and and this is uh this is Holy Week. We we have Good Friday tomorrow. Um and and I know probably by the time this podcast comes out, Easter was last week. Um, but if you work in a church, you know Easter week is your crazy week. And um, we're running around. We've got a couple of staff members that have uh, have shifted or moved on in the last year. And so we're filling more gaps than ever before. And and there's a lot going on. We're doing more services than ever before. And, and I don't know how things are with your church, but our church, things are gearing up like crazy. People are coming back. New people are coming. We're seeing people come to the Lord. It's awesome. But this week is so busy. This is like, this is like Super Bowl weekend. If you work in a church, Easter is like the weekend. It's when we have the most people coming, we have the most visitors coming, the most opportunity to share the gospel. Um, church life the week before Easter is crazy. And yet, I find myself more calm and rested and relaxed than any other Easter before. And I was, I was praying and I was asking the Lord, I'm like, what is going on? Why am I feeling this? And there's a lot of things that are personal for me. Uh, one is that our team, though we've had some people that have moved on, we've had some people that have joined our team that are amazing. And uh, my friend Nathan Del Turco, uh, him and I just started a new podcast uh, called The Dwell Podcast. It's um, really geared toward creative leaders and church leaders. Um, but we just have a lot of conversations about things like vulnerability and leadership and, you know, uh, how to make a like a, a short uh, uh, um, service feel full, feel like you get you get, you know, to experience the the depths of worship, even if you have 25 minutes. We're really going into kind of inside baseball just a tiny bit in terms of church leadership, but it's been so fun. But he's one of these leaders that is just a just an amazing leader and such an amazing addition to the team. So he's running stuff on the worship side. And so it's required less uh, input from me than ever before. Um, a few of the leaders that are on our team I've just kind of elevated, given them a little bit more responsibility and they're taking it. And so I find myself this year going, wow, everybody's really taking their piece and they're running with it. And a lot of that is a result of team building and trusting leaders and uh, not just micromanaging them, but letting them do their thing, trusting them, knowing that they're good leaders and that they're going to carry it. 
it's made all the difference for me this year. Um, but I have something else that's going on and, um, and that's why it spurred for me what I wanted to talk about today. And we've talked about it on this podcast before. Um, gosh, when was this two years ago? Probably I talked about rest and the importance of rest and, and, um, But this time around, I want to talk about it a little bit differently. So if you're feeling like you're in the season where you need some real practical insight on rest, uh, go back, uh, I don't know, probably 40 podcasts. There's one called Rest that's, uh, um, to me, I think was, was really, it really shapes the kind of foundation for rest that we're going to talk about today. Um, Because when you operate off of a good foundation, uh, then you can move forward from that point Um, and understanding rest, understanding that the Lord wants us to have rest, understanding that proper rhythm in life is so important rhythm, even on a daily basis on how you sleep, uh, how you vacation, how, you know, you take time in the morning, whatever, those things are so, so important. You've got to become a student of yourself to some extent when it comes to rest. Um, but last year, And I, um, probably the first podcast of this year, I think was a a message that I gave at dwell, uh, talking about this real life changing thing that happened to me last January. Now, every January we do a prayer and fasting season. And this, this is not the January, uh, 2021 is January, 2020 before everything was getting crazy I had no idea what was coming. None of us had any idea what was coming. And, um, and I was giving this message for dwell and the, the month leading up to dwell, we, we do these, these, uh, in January, we do these fasting seasons and, and I was fasting. We're doing food fasts, you know, once a week I was fasting. I can't remember. It's probably social media or something. Um, and we were really carving out space to hear from the Lord Well, I started waking up really early uh, in that season. I started waking up, you know, like five or five or six, something in that realm. Um, And in January, sun's not up yet. And, you know, just kind of getting up before all the kids get up and the craziness of taking them to school. And and so I'd make coffee. And I, I was reading at the time this book by Dr. Carolyn, Carolyn Leaf, and it's a book that I would definitely recommend. And there's, it's called how to reset your brain, I think, or something, or reset your brain in 30 days or something like that. And it sounded really weird. It sounded really like new agey or bizarre. And, um, but in, you know, in 2019, the end of 2019, I picked up this book and started going through it in January. And honestly, the book is so good. It's a little bit dense. There's a lot of like neuroscience in there and it's really, really great. But Basically, it's a Christian neuroscientist that talks about um, unhealthy patterns that happen in our brain. So unhealthy patterns that happen in our thought life, unhealthy patterns that happen, you know, that even lead us to habitual sin or whatever it is, these sort of pathways, these neural pathways that get like um, these grooves that happen in our brain that aren't healthy. They hurt us, but they're, they're grooved in in such a way that it's hard to kind of snap out of it. And she talked about how to snap out of it and how even in, on a neuroscience level, it was so interesting, those grooves that you were, you know, the neural pathways kept going down the certain thought process, whether it was, um, you know, abuse or, or sin or, or whatever it is, it keeps going down this unhealthy pathway. 
when you start getting it to go on another path, eventually that that deep groove that was in your brain heals over. And she said, it's interesting. You even see scar tissue that heals over that thought process. And it's just so interesting to think about our brains that way. And, um, and at the end, she has this 30 days basically to reset your brain, how to start changing those pathways. And one of the things that she says is every morning, uh, you sit down and before you start praying, before you start doing anything, you take inventory and, and, and I was like, okay, what does that, that look like? And so January, she said, you know, what you do is you start off with your physical senses. You sit down and I would do this every, every morning in January, I'd sit down and she goes, go through your senses. What are you smelling? And explain it to yourself. I'm smelling coffee or I'm smelling whatever, you know, what are you feeling? Well, I feel kind of cold or, or whatever, you know, what are you seeing? I'm seeing my coffee table and the, you know, the, the wood grooves in it or whatever it is, you know, the wood texture or whatever, go through your senses. And, and she said, and then pull it into kind of your emotional realm. Now, this is my, this is my kind of, this is my, this is the Ryan Romeo filter on what Dr. Carolyn Leaf did was saying, but take inventory of your emotional being and, and observe it from the outside a little bit. Go, what am I thinking about? Well, I'm thinking about work. Is that making me stressed or happy? Well, it's making me stressed. Is it making my shoulders clench up? Well, yeah, probably. Okay. Relax my shoulders, you know? Um, and it's so funny because you go, how does this help? How does this help reset your brain? What she said is you, you're, you're pulling your thought process out of like the emotional center of your brain and you're pulling it into the like a, a observant analytical place in your brain where you could start looking at yourself on the outside a little bit and go, gosh, what are you feeling? What are you going through? I, in that season, I, I started to become aware of my thought process about myself and, and, and I know this is feeling like, what, what does this have to do with rest? I'm getting there. This actually has a lot to do with rest. So I started to realize I was, um, I had thought patterns and process, uh, thought patterns about myself that weren't true or there was something that can change. So I started thinking about different things that I thought about myself. I thought, well, I think that I'm really bad at, um, you know, conversations with people. And then I started thinking about it and I go, I'm really bad at calling people back. And then I started to think, okay, well on a deeper level, I really think that I'm actually a bad friend. I I think that I'm, I'm a bad friend. And then I started going even deeper. And I had at this, in this season, a lot of people that had told me, you know, Ryan, you're a creative dreamer and, you know, an author and all this stuff, but you're not really a pastor. You're not, you don't really have these sort of pastoral giftings. And And so I had been telling myself, Ryan, you're not good at speaking. Um, You're not good at pastoring people. You're not good at, you know, biblical knowledge and and walking people through difficulties in their life. And again, these things are, you know, maybe they were, maybe they're slightly true. um, But, but most of them, I started to realize none of them are true in the sense that I can't start shifting things about myself, that, 
you know, it was not just the things that I was saying over myself. It was like speaking this sort of curse over me, creating this bulwark of thought process that was not healthy for me. And, and I realized at the end of January going into dwell that these thought, these thought processes, processes, is that what you say? I don't know. Processes. That doesn't sound right. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, not important, Ryan. Move on. Uh, thought process. The the process that I was going through on a daily basis, the things I was thinking about myself, were exhausting me. And 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 I shared it well. I said, you know, it's funny. In when you look at, look back over history, this generation is probably the least busy of any generation in the sense that we're working less hours. We're commuting less, you know, some people, especially when they worked in the city, they would catch the subway and, and there are still people that are commuting, you know, and I'm sure if you live in New York, around New York or, you know, whatever, these big city centers, I'm sure your commute might be long. Mine, I live a mile away from where I work. So my commute is very short, but, but all the, the statistics in terms of our work life, we are working less than ever. We're, you know, but we are more exhausted than any other generation. And this does not, it does not discriminate. I know normally we say generations, meaning like millennials or, or whatever. And, and baby boomers, I think maybe deal with this a tiny bit less. Um, But ever since technology has been growing, we've had this growing sense of angst, anxiety, this, this background noise of stress in our life of this sort of constant connectivity. And, and it, it creates in us this this sense this this sense of an ideal that we're always pushing for tomorrow. We're always trying to figure out um, how to move on from where we're at to where we're where we're going, and and we're we're constantly discounting today and throwing it under the bus in hopes that tomorrow will be better. And I noticed that in myself going, okay, well, today sucks, but tomorrow might be better. And then tomorrow would happen. And I'm like, that's eh, not as good as I thought it was going to be, you know? And, and these thought, the, the thought process for me, the, the running these things over in terms of my identity and things that I was speaking over myself. And, and I started to realize how exhausted I was uh, trying to just keep up with my own sense of things that I thought I was failing at, things that I needed to get better at, things that I saw people on social media doing that were so great. And, and this is the, the couple of weeks before my head in the clouds book came out. You know, I'm like, I, I'm about to have a book come out through Zondervan. It's a dream come true. You know, it's book number two for me. I'm so excited. And as a three, you know, normally those accomplishments really carry me through, you know, uh, but this one wasn't, you know, I, I was really coming to terms with the fact that I was exhausting myself because of the, the unhealthy thought patterns that had been developing in my life. After January, this self-awareness, this understanding of how I felt about myself, this understanding of how I thought about life, you know, and, and really trying to reset the, the neural pathways in my brain, not that it solved everything in my life, but man, it was a big step forward. And I started compartmentalizing and it was around this season, you know, maybe even the couple of months before I started building rules for myself. Like I told my wife, I'm like, I will not talk about work after 5 p.m. And her and I both work at the same place. So it's very hard to not lay in bed at night and go, you know, what else is wrong with the church? You know, what else needs to change in this? You know, 
I, I found myself going, no, I can't do that anymore. I, I can't sleep if I talk about work within, you know, a few hours of me going to bed. So at 5 PM, I'm like, no more work talk, you know? Um, so there's all these things that I had been building, but in a moment by moment basis, I, I started to realize that my, my rest did not depend on more days off. Now, some people need days off. Great. Go take your days off. Go un unplug or whatever. But taking vacation does not solve an unhealthy uh, rhythm of rest that you have in terms of your thought process, in terms of the, the weights that you're carrying on your shoulders. If you do not understand that Jesus, when he said his yoke is easy, his burden is light, if you're not operating that in that on a daily basis, even when you're at work and before work and after work and everything else, taking time off of work will not bring you the rest that you think it will bring you. You need to start changing the way that you think. And so I would recommend taking your, your mornings, pausing, breathing, get your cup of coffee. Uh, I also heard just recently that spending the first, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of your day outside improves your emotional well-being like crazy. So stay outside even before you read your Bible, before you dive in, in into anything that is spiritual and you're trying to hear from the Lord. Pause. Take a deep breath. Go outside. Listen to the birds. I know this sounds so silly, but it's like, I'm, I'm telling you, our generation does not do this well. We don't understand how to unplug. We don't understand. Like, leave your phone in the house. I'm telling you, leave your phone in the house, set it away from you, um, and go hang out outside and do this thing. Go through your senses. Go through uh, your an inventory of how you're feeling. S you know, sense how it's making your body react. Are you tense? Then try to relax, you know? And then read your Bible. Then go, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now, a message from a network supporter. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Do you want to memorize more of the Bible, but struggle to actually do it? Dwell Differently has developed unique ways to help you memorize one Bible verse each month. They take the first letter of each word in a verse, create a cool design, and then put that design on a key tag, a note card, or a temporary tattoo, letting you take God's word wherever you go. How great is that? 
Every month you'll receive a kit in the mail, along with screensavers and downloadable coloring sheets. They also post daily inspiration on Instagram, share weekly devotionals on their website, and host a podcast, all meant to help you apply this verse to your life. If you're just getting started with your faith or long to go deeper, Dwell Differently is a great way to start. To join their monthly program, visit dwelldifferently.com. That's dwelldifferently.com. Now, back to today's show. These things, when you do them and you do them for a long period of time, you have to do this for like a 30-day period, but it will actually cause physiological changes in your brain and thought patterns that are so important. So January 2020, it was this reset that I went through that I thought was really great. Then 2020 happened and I was like, okay, well, I'm home all the time now. Now we'd go to the church once or twice and, you know, we still had phone meetings and Zoom meetings and all of that stuff. But um, I just really found myself in this place of going, okay, now I'm confronting how I feel about myself even more because I'm home all the time. I'm with my kids. I'm losing my temper with my kids. I'm, you know, whatever it is. And 2020 was that, like I, I said a few podcasts ago, this great revealing. And to me, it was even, you know, things in my life, sins and sinful thought patterns or whatever, that I started to realize were causing a hindrance in rest too. Sin hinders rest like crazy. I I will just tell you, uh, no matter what it is, whether it's just sinful thought patterns or sinful actions or uh, trying to cover up things that maybe happened in your past that you don't want to open up to people, those things are exhausting weight to carry around. We were not meant to carry those around. And this is why we have community. This is why we have, this is why Jesus has us in community and has a church that is there for one another. You have to open up to each other. Uh, you have to open up to somebody and um, and go through these, these thin- things because guess what? We all have sin we're dealing with. And, and when you have a, you conquer one sin, there's another sin that maybe before didn't feel like a big deal to you, but now you're going, no, it is a big deal. I need to confront that. Sin exhausts people. And so as you're going through this, it's like you reset your brain, you think differently, then you start acting differently. And this is so crucial. We're in a series right now that's stirring up our church like crazy. Um, it's called a divided kingdom. Uh, my church is Living Streams Church in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, and and the the lead pastor is a friend of mine, David Stockton. I just love David so much, and he's going through this series, and it's been a gut punch for our community. It really has been, and we're going through catching a vision for the righteousness of God. Not a religious, you know, do all these things so that God will hear you better or do all these things so that you can earn, you know, whatever. Um, It is not a religious message. It's one of, hey, when there's sin in the camp, when there's things that are going on in your life, uh, you have to, you have to do things to remove them. And, and it's not saying you're going to go to hell because you got sin in your life. Um, no, what it is, especially when you're under the covering of following Jesus, it's not that you're going to hell. It's that you're just not living a, a full life that Jesus wants for you. It's a difference between, oh, quit judging me and more of a, hey, you're in pain 
and I don't want you to be living in pain. And so our sermon series this this last couple of months has really stirred up a lot of things, and we've had people leave our church, we've had people come to our church, and it's been really powerful. Um, But as we've been going into it, you know, and people are dealing with sin, people are going to counselors or, or whatever, they're sitting down with pastors and pastors are sitting down with counselors, you know, none of us are immune to this. Um, that, that has brought forth this new season in our church that's really freeing. And so many people, the stories we keep hearing is like, man, oh, it's like this weight is off my shoulders. And, and not that people don't continue to struggle with things or whatever, but the Lord brings so much freedom in that. And sin beats us down. And, and you know, the enemy, the world wants to tell you that freedom looks like operating in sin. It is not. Sin beats us down. It creates this lack of rest in our life. And we just, we keep you know, going to different things to try to find rest, but it's just not going to be found on Instagram. Instagram is a horrible teacher in terms of righteousness, in terms of right living, in terms of a a, a pattern of living and thinking and knowing God that brings the most rest in our life. I was telling a pastor recently, I said, I don't think I've ever been as comforted by the sovereignty of God as I am in this season. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a Calvinist and I'm not, you know, like I, we have free will and all of that stuff, but there are moments, especially on this sort of global level where you're looking at out of control things that are happening all around the world and you go, ah, Lord, you're in charge of that. I know, you know, the, I know I can help. We we keep hearing people for generations now go, you could change the world. Yes, you can change the world. But at the end of the day, the only thing you're responsible for is today it's your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, uh, the people that the Lord puts in front of you at the grocery store or whatever. Our responsibility is not to change the world. It really is not. And even as we're pursuing big dreams, I firmly believe that God is a God of big dreams, but they happen one step at a time. They happen one step of obedience at a time, one step of serving other people at a time. And that is the foundation, a proper foundation for dreaming and having rhythm in life. And so we have to be able to, you know, have healthy thought patterns. That's the first thing I'm going. Healthy thought patterns. Dr. Caroline Leaf, I would absolutely recommend her book. You know, I think it's like 30 days to reset your brain or something like that. Next, you know, sin is one of those things that really causes a lack of rest in our life. And so when you're aware of sin, when you know the Lord wants you to work it out, work it out. It is so important. Not so you earn anything, but just so that you could walk in more freedom and more rest. And then artificial busyness. I love this with uh, with John Mark Comer when he talks about artificial busyness and we get whipped up into this all the time, whether it's email and it's this 24-7 connectivity sort of thing, and we're emailing people or we feel like we have to get back on DMs or we get text messages from people, and this constant connectivity is exhausting, and it's an artificial busyness. Uh, for me, you know, when I get an email from someone, um, if I get an email from, you know, my boss or one of the elders or something like that. I try to respond as fast as I can. If it's the weekend, though, I really do not check my email. I just don't, you know, and I always assume I'm like, hey, if it's an emergency, I'm sure somebody will text me. 
But at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm at a work. I'm I'm at you know a church that I love. I love working here. But at the end the end of the day, nobody nobody is gonna die because I didn't respond to an email right away. And and this sense of this artificial busyness, I think, is built on this. And this is one of the things I think we need to really beat down in our society and in ourselves. Um, but it really comes from an inflated sense of self. Inflated sense of self. It's a self-centered idea that everything depends on me. I, um, when I was speaking to the interns a few weeks back, I did a podcast right away about it because it started hitting me. I was talking about uh, John 13 and, and Jesus when he um, washed the disciples' feet. And, um, and I saw that in the beginning, John says this sort of precursor before Dave, before uh, Jesus, before he tells a story about Jesus watching, washing the disciples' feet. John says, you know, Jesus knew uh, I don't have the verse sitting in front of me, but basically the synopsis is this. He knew his authority. He knew where he came from. He knew that the father had given him authority. And he knew that he was going back to the father shortly. And it hit me. I thought, Jesus knew that his time with the disciples in terms of flesh and blood presence, in terms of hearing his physical voice, in terms of teaching, was coming to an end. He knew that was temporary. That was a temporary leadership season for Jesus. Now, do we have the Holy Spirit? Yes, absolutely. Do we have moment-by-moment teaching from the Holy Spirit and leading? Yes, yes, yes. But in terms of a leader, he showed us, He, he even Jesus was going, hey, I'm going to come here for a few years. I'm going to teach you guys, and then I'm out, and then it's your turn. Then you have to lead like I'm showing you. This inflated sense of self, I, I just, I hate, I hate it every time I sense it in myself, every time I see it with someone else. This idea that if I don't do it, the world's going to fall apart. If I'm not there, if I don't pray with that person, if I'm not, you know, getting that business plan together fast, if I'm not, you know, at, you know, and my dad was a small business owner and he dealt with this all the time. Like if he, if he wasn't at the shop all the time, first one in, last one out all the time, then he was failing. Some of that leadership is really good, you know, and for those of you out there that I will just say, you know, there, there are some people that are a little, uh, how do we say it? Work ethic challenged. <laughs> you work 20 hours a week and you're like, Oh God, I'm so tired. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's, um, again, that's, that's probably not work's fault at that point. It's probably sin or thought patterns or even laziness. I don't know. I know it's not real PC these days to say that, but it could be, you know, you got to confront that about yourself. If you're tired all the time and you're not even, you know, putting in a full works, you know, full 40 hours a week or something, there's something going on. Okay. Having said that, on the other side, this inflated sense of self tells us that the entire world rests, you know, rises and falls on what I think or feel. No, 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 not what I think and feel. It rises, well, and there's people like that. Rises and falls on whether I work or not work, whether I'm there and leading or not leading. It does not depend on you. And I'm confronting this like crazy in this season. So um, in... in 
June. So we're two months away. In June, my family and I are going to take a sabbatical. Now, I had somebody ask me, they said, when was the last time you took a sabbatical, Ryan? And I said, never. <laughs> this is the first one I've ever done. And they said, you know, I was talking to this person. They said, how long are you going to be gone? I said, three months. They're like, three months. And I said, yeah, three months. And, um, you know, I think it's so important that we have this, again, thought process helps you on a daily level find rest. On a weekly level, you know, you need to be taking a day or two off. I talk a lot about, and this is something that I've actually let lapse a little bit in my life and I need to come back to, but a 24-hour Sabbath from your phone, 24-hour Sabbath from, 24 Sabbath from uh, technology, it does so much. There's so much research. I will just throw that little tidbit. There's so much research that shows that it brings a, a huge level of rest in your life, um, just giving that 24 hours away. But I have never spent three months away. And I find myself as I'm trying to like position myself to be able to step out of here. And I'm raising people up and I'm challenging people. And, uh, and I'm keenly aware of this strange sensation of I am, tra- I am training people to replace me actively. And I think I always kind of did that theoretically, but right now I'm putting it into action going, no, 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 you are going to be taking my place here. I need you up to speed. And I'll tell you, yes, it's a bit pride swallowing. Yes, it's a bit of like, hey, this inflated sense of self is really dying, you know. But then there's so much freedom and going, oh, okay. The world does not rest on my shoulders. It does not. And my family and I, we're going to go to Peru. We're going to do some missions work. We're going to be, uh, you know, maybe I'll start writing again. I've been thinking about book number three. And so there's a lot that's that, that could happen. But, but you need to find this sort of rhythm of rest in your life. You absolutely have to. And there are some people out there right now that maybe you've been toiling and spinning for 10, 12, 15 years. And maybe you need to start having conversations with your boss. Maybe you need to start figuring out can I do a sabbatical? Maybe, you know, you could ask him, Hey, can I take three months and like unpaid and, but keep my position. And then you have to raise support or work another field or something, you know, but, but we need this. There is this rhythm to our life that we're going to have to try to carve out Sabbath. It's so funny. Rest is one of those things that we have to work at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's counterintuitive. Why do you have to work at rest? Well, you have to work to carve out the time for it. You have to work to carve out the inflated sense of self, the, the, you know, the, the things that you confront when you rest that are so important. And when it comes to pursuing big dreams that God's given you, sometimes you need a season of just rest and preparation before you hit that, that next season where you're going to be running harder. God knows that. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to give you insight on it, but rest is absolutely vital. So thank you guys for joining the podcast this week. Jump on Instagram at Ryan Romeo. Uh, email me anytime, Ryan at RyanRomeo.com. I love to hear from people. And I was looking over the analytics today and I was going, man, I got people all over the place that are watching and it's it's always so humbling and so so cool to see. But I was like, man, I got people from Canada, got pe- people from the UK and New Zealand and the Philippines and Australia and Taiwan. I'm, and I was looking at all these going, man, this is so awesome. 
Um, if you're in, if you're watching from, from one of these places, you know, maybe even just send me, a, send me an email. I love to just connect with people that are, are finding value in this podcast. I love to hear when you, you know, if you want me to talk about more subjects, uh, expand on different things. So please, please email me, Ryan at RyanRomeo.com. So all of you, I love you guys. So thankful for you, praying for you. I pray pray for you before every uh, every podcast, before I start recording. But keep your head in the clouds and your feet on the ground. Until next time. for listening to head in the clouds with ryan romeo for more information about this show visit convergepodcastnetwork.com is part of the Converge Podcast Network. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.